time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! There will be carnage on tonight's episode of After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast. Thanks for joining us, listener, for this carnage-filled episode where we'll be talking about Venom 2. Let there be carnage. There will be carnage. One or the other. And with me today, Ryan Davis, to talk about this here episode, movie in this episode, is Matt Chewy. There might be carnage. We'll see. Also with me is Sean Davis. I like Carnage. There, there was Carnage. Venom, here, have some Carnage. <laughs> Sorry about all the Carnage. Remember that want, line when he says that? You want some Carnage? Oops, all Carnage. <laughs> yep. We've all oh. been there. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like, Ryan, how you said, uh, thank you, listener, for listening. Singular. I mean, I, I, it makes sense, but it, I was just thinking it's funny. There's one person out there listening to this. Well, it's ju- it's just to me. I think I'm the only one that listens to the <laughs> podcast. I'm thanking myself in the future. Oh, that's nice. I like to be thanked. Yeah, I do too. Well, I mean, the uh, question is, are there ever more than one person listening at the same time? Oh, that's, that's a- actually a good point. And I don't think there is. No, so, I don't think so either. But, my singular you know, still holds true. The metrics, I don't I think, think, you know, measure simultaneous listens they d- they don't but considering our listenership has dropped significantly um this probably happens. is that true <laughs> I, uh, I haven't looked at our metrics well probably after fine. that controversial review of space jam 2 oh my gosh <laughs> right we ruffled quite a few feathers that that. It, we've got up. the most feedback on that yeah we got the that's most true. feedback that but that's what engagement anger and and you know controversy drives engagement that should be bumping the numbers up yeah, all our hate listeners. Where are you? They hate us. Oh. <laughs> well, well, they should still be listening. That's my point. It's very That's all we hear about. Well, yeah. maybe this episode will swing it all around. This is what the people want. This this episode will appeal to all demographics. Soccer moms want to know about Venom. There was Carnage. Whatever it's called. The, well, I think it's um, Let There Be Carnage. I think it's part of the cinematic universe of Daniel P- Plainview. <laughs> yes. Um, well, <laughs> before we get any further into our discussion of Venom, what do you say we take a trip around the old chunk fire? I, th- I think that would be just fine. Yeah. I think it would be, too. Um, and I'm going to deviate from the norm and just i'm just gonna take the chunking stick for myself and go first so screw you guys oh no oh whoa yeah this is i unprecedented you're breaking new ground the new ground has been broken here we go all right well what i've been up to i beat yoku's island express a game uh, matt i think you have recommended on cast if i'm several times i believe so and it was free on Epic Game Store, mm, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And I, I got it because it was free. Like, I do all games every week. Um, and this one was definitely a highlight. Uh, a lot of the games I don't even play, I just get them. But this one I did play based on your recommendation. And I loved it. It, cool. it. For whatever reason, it took me like a fourth of the game for me to really like it. 
and I'm not sure. Well, I kind of know it's an arbitrary moment, but you, you have so this this game for those listening is a it's a Metroidvania, but it's it's a twist in that you're basically a ball in a pinball arena, but it's it's so you can kind of imagine like Sonic pinball or something, but it's not so constrained because there's a lot of moving around like you would in any other Metroidvania like um, Ori and stuff like that. But anywho, there's this moment where you have to deliver this egg to this like tree. And it was just like a heartwarming scene. And I was like, okay, I like this game now. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I 100%ed it or whatever. The achievements on the Epic Game Store don't work, but I'm just going to say I did it. I heard they were um, revitalizing or redoing the yeah, achievements on Epic. They are, yeah. So I'm interested to see when they, they get all kicked in. Because it's like on that day when they click it over, I'm just going to get like all these achievements. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> or you'll have cool. to play your games again. I mean, or that, yeah. not the worst excuse to replay Yoku. I... That's true, yeah. I bought it on Switch after I beat it on the Steam, so at some point I'll be replaying it as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. Th- I think I would have liked more like pinball mechanics to it. Like at first, I thought I was like, "Oh, that's going to drag the game down." But then after going through the whole game, it's like, "No, I want more pinball out hmm. of this game." So anyway, uh, it is a recommend for me. Um, well, that's great. I'm really glad that you liked it. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, speaking of Metroidvanias, I got the Castlevania collection on Steam, and I started playing through. I've been basically pl- beating one a day, um, just going through them all. And it, it's kind of it is funny that we call them Metroidvanias, right? Like we and we've I think Sean and you and I have had these discussions, but mm-hmm. the Vania part of it is really only coming from Symphony of the Night, like at least in terms of its point in time in which it entered that genre like yeah. or at least castlevania as a <clears throat> series entered that genre which is kind of a confusing sentence but but really <laughs> uh castlevania 2 simon's quest is the first yeah that's true that one actually is i mean obviously it's much more occluded behind um yes. very dated and uh bad bad game <laughs> design um but yeah. but that you're right but there I definitely still love is it. uh the same, a lot of the same, you know, whatever requirements of a Metroidvania are in yeah. Castlevania. In that too. game. Yeah, exactly. It That's just, true. it doesn't really get enough credit because, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's way ahead of its time. And a lot of other ways, way <laughs> behind anything ever. Uh, actually, this, so, well, the original Metroid came out before that then, right? I think it did. Yeah, I think so, because the original Metroid was pretty early, I think, in the NES. It was like... Uh, like 85, 86? 80, I want to say 86. It could be wrong. Maybe it's a little bit later. Uh, yeah, 86. But even 80... Yeah, it was 86. And Castle... Well, isn't... Simon's Quest, isn't that, like, 87? Or maybe 88? Um, 87, yeah. So they're about a year apart, but Metroid did beat it a little bit. Um, yeah. So I don't know what that means, but that, if you go with both yeah. of those releases, then ca- the Metroidvania term is much more of a accurate, you know, label. True. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, it's just you know when think about, people really think about Castlevania, to me is like they're not thinking about Metroidvanias; they're thinking about linear um, side scrollers. But mm-hmm. in any case. Yeah um that's good times i finished brooklyn 99 the final episode aired a couple weeks ago so finished that series loved that series one of my favorite comedies of all time good times and i haven't watched any of season the latest season i need to i I guess i have it all laid out for me to catch up because i haven't watched any of the last season 
Yeah, it's uh, there's eight seasons, but the last season's only like a half season. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I think it it's you know it's hard to kind of finish out these things with the same gusto that the best years of the or the best mm-hmm. seasons of the series had. But I think it does a pretty good job. Um, and then last on my list is I watched the movie The Guilty, starring Jake Gyllenhaal on Netflix. I was curious. I wanted to watch that one. The trailer made it look kind of interesting. Yeah, I would recommend it. Don't get your hopes up. It's oh, yeah. it's pretty much what it exactly what it advertises itself as. Um, although I will say that it is some bold filmmaking. It, it dares to ask the question: How much of Jake Gyllenhaal's face is too much? <laughs> And uh, that's a, that's the answer is up for you to decide, dear viewer. My answer is, oh, it's it's never enough. <laughs> well, that's my expectation going into it now. So I, I hope those expectations aren't too high. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will. Uh, those are that's it for my chunks. They're nice and warm and juicy. I'll pass pass it on around to Sean. Cool. Uh, well, just because you just mentioned it, but I also got Castlevania Advanced Collection and enjoying it. Just about done with Circle of the Moon, and I've dabbled in the other ones. I mean, I played them all when they were originally out, but so they're replays, but <clears throat> they're super fun. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, since you mentioned Circle of the Moon, I, re- I read through the Castlevania timeline uh, last night and circle of the moon is not canon yeah so. i remember reading that uh a couple years ago i was going through like the castle uh, for whatever reason i was just like <laughs> as one does just looks at the castlevania can- oh, yeah. canon timeline um and that one's not canon and then a handful of others just odd not maybe not oddly but like the the new castlevanias well by new i mean the ones that were on like ps3 that the lords of Shadow, yeah those are not those are not either and there's like one or two other like i don't think the n64 one is it is not the there's a Castlevania Legends that is also yes. not. There's a, there's it's, a, a it, few it, odd right, ones here feel, and there that aren't, yeah. but then most of the rest of because I think the other ones on GBA and DS are canon. those are yeah. yeah. So it's weird why Circle does feel just sort of arbitrary, like not yeah, not that that matters at all in any way, but uh, just but with, so fun. Yeah, it's cool, and also the um, Bram Stoker's Dracula is canon. Yes, I remember reading that, and that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's this. So if you're actually, if you're just like a Dracula fan, a Bram Stoker's Dracula fan, like the you know classic literature, you really need to be playing these Castlevania games if you're a true fan to get yeah. the full story. Um, but uh, yeah, that game's awesome. Highly recommend it. Super fun. Um, great, great. It's it's nice being able to just rewind to farm cards in Circle of the Moon instead of um, having to actually farm cards. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what else? Um, I uh, watched, or I'm I'm in the middle of. I haven't finished yet, but uh, um, apparently it's the most popular thing in the world, so I have to watch it. And that's Squid Game on Netflix. Yep. Um, I'm only a couple episodes in, but I'm I'm pretty into it so far. I was kind of skeptical, like, yeah, come on, can't be that good. But I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm intrigued, and it's 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 good. It's really well made, and I'm I'm pretty involved with what's going on. So I like it. Recommend that so far, but it's not a full recommendation because I'm not done with it yet. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, and 
And what else? Oh, and then the last two things is there's been a couple new Star Wars animated stuff. We talked about Visions last episode about possibly doing an episode. I don't think we're going to do an episode. That's still maybe up for debate. But uh, I did watch all of them. And if you want to hear my takes more in more detail, I was on the um, on Marvel Star Wars Explorers, given my Star Wars hot takes on anime Star Wars visions. Um, but overall, I really like it. I thought it was just kind of what I wanted. You know, if you're not an anime fan, your mileage might vary. It's it's very anime. Um, it's also very Star Wars in a very specific realm of the Star Wars universe. It's very focused on the Jedi and lightsabers and and that kind of side of Star Wars. Um, but the animation is all awesome. It's different animation house for each episode. I think maybe one does two episodes. but um, And so they're all completely different aesthetics and art styles. But they're all a lot of them are just like imbued with Japanese mythology and just like, you know... Um, Japanese uh, rural Japanese countryside or Shintoism and just like I don't know it's a just like I don't know anime in, in a lot of ways um but uh they're also just like what I'm hoping like Star Wars it's not bound to any characters from the start they're all completely original stories they're short little bites um and even if they don't all work for you I'm sure there's something in there that someone you'll you'll find enjoyable um so anyways I I big recommend for that and the other Star Wars thing, the tales, the terrifying tales, the Lego Star Wars Halloween thing. In, oh, right. In vain of like the last year's Chris or holiday special that they did. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's not as much a recommend for me. Uh, I mean, it's good for kids. I'm sure a kid uh, would like it more. And there's, it's actually, there's some enjoyable aspects to it. It's kind of like uh, three separate tales of, you know... Well, Tales of Terror, as it says, in this in Star Wars, eh, eh, you're gonna be more entertained by a random Treehouse of Horrors episode, I think, if you're looking for like a Halloweeny kind of thing. Um, but there's some fun bits in there and some gags that are kind of almost what ifish, um, and then it's like, what if Luke turned to the dark side, or I don't know, and it's all silly, you know. So, um, right. but uh. But if you really, really, really need to have everything, every single Star Wars piece of media consumed in your life, then you could do worse than that. Uh, I don't. Yeah, then I, then eh, I'd probably say you could probably skip it. Um, but I would recommend Visions, so I would say give that a shot. Um, and I think that's it. Those are my chunks. They're solid chunks. They're here for us all. Chewy, bring out your chunks. Well, I'm unfortunately a little light on chunks this week. Um, part of the reason it is one of my chunks, but I've been, as usual, really, really busy in work. Um, and, you know, as I've mentioned, doing shows again at the school where I work and uh, just got done with a big production that we usually do yearly. We had to do, skip it last year for obvious reasons called uh, Rock the Hill. It's a big um, it's a big music festival that we put on at our school outdoors nighttime um, and uh it's all student rock groups, and it's cool because, you know, big attendance makes everybody feel like a rock star. I get to do some rock and roll lighting, which I don't get to do very often, um, and uh, so that's always fun. But, you know, that's a big several weeks long process, so that took up most of my time um, in the last couple weeks. So <laughs> this will, you guys, my, the rest of my chunks will prove to you how uh, how much free time I've had <laughs> recently. Um, so 
uh, I got to play the first hour of Half-Life Alex, uh, courtesy <laughs> of um, yeah. Ryan Davis. Thank you. Um, and aside from um, testing out my little cousin's uh, Oculus uh, 2, or whatever the, the cheapy one is, um, and I, I played Gorilla Simulator on his, um, which is, you just run around as a gorilla and you play tag with people. But, um, oh, this is my first, like, actual, I think, experience playing what I would consider, like, a legitimate VR game. And, um, and it's Half-Life. <laughs> and, uh, after I was done, I went, oh no, for two reasons. One, I gotta play the rest of that game as soon as I can. Um, and, uh, two, the minute I took my headset off, um, and I was back in reality, uh, I was, I became extremely depressed. And nothing's ever been <laughs> the same since then. Um, cause reality is just not as cool as virtual reality. So, Ready Player One, maybe there's something there. Um, but yeah, that was an, uh, awesome experience. And Ryan, you're absolutely right. It is such a joy to load a virtual gun. Um, what a, what an amazing experience that is. Um, and just, holding an object in your hand and then like moving around in real life and like even just like moving your fingers around and just the sheer joy of picking things up and throwing them off of a balcony which since you were all watching on the laptop screen you could see how much fun that was for me like I didn't even like like I obviously want to advance the game story and play more of it but I could have probably just stayed in one room and thrown stuff for several (laughs) hours which probably I would say like 40 minutes of my play session was me just doing that um so um though when i played at your place even though you had a room dedicated to vr um with a nice open space to move around in i hilariously bumped into a lot more things than i did um at my cousin's house though my cousin to be fair did have that um that barrier thing set up where it warns you if you're about to hit something um yeah yeah, yeah. so uh and ryan you uh you delinquent you don't have that set up. Yeah. So you like to live on the edge, apparently. Uh, yeah, well, this is true. And you paid the price because you smashed into a lot of stuff. I hope I didn't break anything. I did. No, I, you didn't. Like, you did almost punch me a couple times, but I. Uh, you probably <laughs> deserve it. You. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mate, turned it into a game for you. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, I got to play the rest of that the next opportunity that I have. Who knows when that'll be? But um, yeah. And then the other thing I did is that I um, went out for margaritas with some friends and saw Dear Evan Hansen. You guys you are did. friends. Did. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. I'm glad you mentioned it because I was just going to go like, oh, why did we got to at least talk about this? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I saved that one for last because, yeah, those are all my chunks. That's pretty much all I've been doing recently except for my normal watching TV in the evening and working during the day. Um, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Uh, so, um, yeah, we could talk about that briefly. Um, <laughs> we could do a little mini yes, review of that because uh, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think I, that warrants yeah, a full sure. episode, but, no. um, all right. Well, spoilers for Dear Infant Hansen. Okay. So, <laughs> where do we start with that? That was, uh, <laughs> he wants to do the summary. <laughs> um, a 30 year old man enrolls in high school <laughs> to infiltrate the high school scene. And he leans up against lockers and he leers at teenage girls yeah. um, and lies to everybody <laughs> in order to date to date one of said teenage girls. And that's and, the move. That's the movie. And everyone lives happily ever after. At the, at the end, he <laughs> at the end, he tells the truth and suffers no repercussions. Um, he uh, he sings a song about it, though. 
He sings lots of songs that sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, go for it. What were you saying? Oh, I was just saying they're all real sad and they're all downers, uh-huh. um, but still funny somehow. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, think that's. <laughs> Uh, that may not be intentional. That's no, a good isn't. lesson we could take about mental health issues in general. Yeah, um, this was definitely the way to tackle mental health issues uh, in, t- in 2021, um, <laughs> in this society. This is definitely what we needed to combat this serious issue, was this musical movie with this 30-year-old man <laughs> in high school. Um, he gets... He, he, that's, children can't have a peer... They need a, an adult to tell them how to feel. Um, yeah, it was... I mean, we're painting a very cynical picture. I didn't actually hate it that much. I was expecting to, like, really think it was awful. It wasn't, like, awful. It wasn't, like, cat's level of bewilderment. There was there was some stuff in there that was close to that level of, like, what were they thinking? But, you know, it had a plot, and characters were doing things, kind of. Um... I knew what was happening for the whole I knew movie. what was happening, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cats only does half of that. Exactly. Um, but it definitely was yeah, it was it was it was more boring really than like awful in my mind. I'm sure the stage play, you know, didn't do it justice and that that's fair. Um, but it was just yeah, like you said, all the songs were samey and sad, except for the one song. There was one song yeah. in there that was pretty fun. It was very early on though, and then, then it was just all very a, a downer from then on. Yeah, and and that doesn't mean it's bad just because the songs are all that de- de- depressing or whatever. But yeah, I mean, like most of the songs in Les Mis are depressing. Yeah, um, I was just thinking that, but, but they have a couple of good fun a, ones but, to spice things up. And there's a variety in terms of not just like the 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 subject matter of the songs but in terms of like the tempo and the and the you know energy of the different songs in 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 this it they were all very similar dear evan hansen songs were all like yeah you know like teenage angsty and that's fine like that's a valid emotion to be especially if you're a teenager and not even if you're just a teenager you know angst is great be had by all we could all have angst it just it, it just, I mean, also, you come everybody... across as a grumpy old cynical man watching that film, even if you're not. Even if you're a 17-year-old girl, I feel like you're going to watch that film and go, like, have the same thoughts as a grumpy old man would about it. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, well, I, I, it reminded me a bit of, it almost feels like this generation's rent. Um, yes. Because, you know, I've seen it. the movie and several stage uh, versions of it, and... When you watch it on stage and everybody on stage is between like 18 and 25, it works because the play seems to feel a little bit more like it's acknowledging the flaws of these characters. Mm-hmm. Not to mention a lot of the parts of the play that acknowledge the flaws of these characters are cut out from the movie. But then in the movie, they insisted on getting as many of the original cast members from the Broadway show back as possible. And now they're mid to late 30s. Now it yeah. just feels like you're just like... Everybody shut up, stop singing and get a job and pay your damn rent. And right, but like when you're in your early 20s, everybody's kind of dumb and everybody makes mistakes and you're kind of figuring out life as you go and it's a little bit more understandable. Mm. Um but uh yeah, it it's it's similar situation with this. It's like they should not have had the original dude who played Evan Hansen. That in itself is probably the biggest mistake, but also yeah, it just <clears throat> I don't know. It's like 
I could see the appeal of this on stage. I could see the way that they staged it with the set design. I could see how that would be interesting. Um, seeing these performances live, I'm sure all of these songs are great to see somebody in front of you actually perform them live. But mm-hmm. I almost feel like I actually thought the story was pretty interesting, but I actually feel like this story, if it had to be a movie, would have been better suited as just a straight up drama and not a musical. <sighs> Yeah, I had that same thought, yeah. too. It was like, I'm not sure if the musicalness adds anything other than, and, and this is going to come across as super cynical, but very manipulative, emotional, just like, oh, look how we're, you know, we're, it's a tearjerker because they're singing it now and the emotions are so much more raw and loud and mm-hmm. like, you're right. And to an extent, that's kind of true for all musicals. And partially, that's why I think people like musicals because of that reason, right? They're, they're or don't like them. Or don't like them. Yeah, people don't like them probably for the same reason. But in this, it just felt so much more, I don't know, just like. So for me, what I because I have thought about the movie a little bit is that I was thinking about him and his performance is really good. But I think when we're talking about the emotions of it, I think he did all the feeling of emotions for the audience. Mm, that's a good so there's, yeah. there, yeah. you know what I mean. There's none. There was no emotion left to be felt by the audience because he was doing it all for us. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah, I mean it. It and it, on a stage play in a live performance, I think exactly that. Right, you have these exaggerated mannerisms and exaggerated emotions on a live stage play because that is the nature of that medium where you need to project yes. this to a live audience and, and project right. that energy and stuff. But in a movie where you have close-ups and different camera angles and it's not a proscenium and right, like now mm-hmm. you're just sucking up all the emotion. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's yeah. a good way to put it. I like that. That's yeah. That's, yeah. Um, and, and then the, I want to make a observation. So Matt, you, like you're saying like the biggest mistake was that they, or what do you say that they cast him, which is interesting. Cause it's like, yeah, like I, cause I remember asking you like, why is he, cause we saw, I think we went to go see maybe another movie. And I asked him, Hey Matt, why is this guy 30 years old playing this role? And you, and you were the one who told me, Oh, this is the original, the original mm-hmm. guy. Right. So it is curious to see like, Oh, who else could they have gotten? Which there's probably a million, yeah. plenty of, would be you know any number of up and coming uh, Broadway or Hollywood actors would have jumped at that chance, right? So they probably could have found someone. I just that's an interesting thing to see, like what how much different this movie would have been. Um, but I don't like is in terms of it being the biggest mistake. It's like almost like well, if and then Sean, you were saying like well, maybe don't make it a musical at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like well, then the idea of adapting it, maybe just the mistake was. Maybe just don't adapt it. Like, not right. everything needs to get it. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I watched it. Si- oh, go ahead. Well, well just going to say, like, and it is similar to Cast in that way, in that they made the mistake of adapting it. Although I will say for Cap's cast, the biggest mistake is that it existed in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a mistake for not any one person. It's just a mistake of society that that yeah. exists. All of humanity. Yeah. I, I, watched a, uh, I watched a video on YouTube, a review of it from. Uh, the uh, Shafrilis channel, which is a movie reviewer channel. Um, and he was going in a little bit into more, because um, he, he, he often goes into like a lot of musical theater stuff um, and knows kind of that world, probably more than I do. But he was talking about how this guy, Ben Platt, who was the original Evan Hansen, and he played him in the movie, um, 
that he is related to people who are really connected in the Broadway world. And one of those people was quoted as saying, like, we need to adapt it as a movie because we need to preserve the integrity of his vocal performance. So he was arguing that this mm. whole movie was a vanity project. And Interesting. Uh, so, so, I don't know what make, how, how does that make me feel? That's interesting. Right. And and that's what like, Well, does there not exist like does, has he not recorded in his studio? Just like an album? Yeah, is there not oh, like yeah, a well, live they, yeah. yeah, they always they always have a, you know, an original Broadway cast album which exists. That's how most teenagers even know Evan Hansen because yeah. most of them haven't actually seen it. Um but yeah, so they, he was making the argument that that there was a, an element of nepotism here and and vanity projectness. So, and I'm not mm. versed well enough to speak on that. But I would say that the channel's called Shafrilis, and um, Shifrilis, let me find the name of this video. Well, didn't, uh, wasn't his like brother the director or something? Yeah, they, I, I know he has two brothers, and isn't one of them in? Wasn't one of them a producer or in? Yes. in the involved. I in think production? something like that. Um, so the the uh, the video is called "Dear Evan Hansen is the worst movie musical I've ever seen." Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, and uh, he has done a lot of videos on musicals, um, and I. He definitely seems like he has some biases, but sure. I would say check out the video Dear Evan Hansen is the Worst Movie Musical I've Ever Seen by Shafrilis Productions, and he really outlines exactly what the deal is hmm. with this movie, and uh, it's stuff I'd, I didn't watch this until after I saw the movie, so definitely yeah. seems like there's some behind-the-scenes stuff, but ultimately, like, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. I mean, if that is the case, that I don't. I mean, I don't know if I would think it's the it's the worst musical I've ever seen. Though no, but I, yeah. I don't think so either. I think he's very hyperbolous. Sure. But um, but uh, yeah, it's still he makes a lot of points about like this movie is a lot worse if you are no. like really into the source yeah. material and you really know the behind the scenes stuff. Then huh. you know. I mean, it reminded me a little bit of um, you know, uh, we all were. We all watched it in the Heights and did an episode about it recently. And mm -hmm. imagine if because uh, Lin Manuel Miranda played the main guy uh, mm -hmm. Usnavi in the original performance, and it would just been weird. Like if he yeah. played Usnavi in this film, like it clearly would have been wrong for him to play it in this film adaptation. Like, yeah, and I, I will give him credit so, for knowing that he should yes. not have done that. Yeah, and and so I mean, it's yeah. not quite the same. I think there's a little bit more of an age difference there, but it kind of it, it just feels like eh, maybe. I mean, he wasn't the director. Ben Platt's not the director and the writer of this, so it's I guess a little different. But it just feels like yeah, maybe maybe give the chance to someone else, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. The whole time I just did. I think I mentioned this to you guys, but I just felt like Kyle Mooney doing his. Yeah, <laughs> high school character from SNL sketches. It was just yeah. like, yeah, it was Kyle Mooney's best performance. Everyone, so there you go. Um, yeah. Although I will say, just the whole experience, I enjoyed. Mostly, it's good to see a movie with you guys and yeah. make fun of it the whole time. As always, yes. always a that delight, always part. a pleasure. I think I had some pretty good riffs in there. I think we all did. Yes, yeah, it's good times. I think. Um, <laughs> Luckily, we weren't sitting too close to anybody, so yeah, hopefully we didn't ruin anybody's experience of Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're sorry if we did. Um, I'm not. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, those were my chunks.
Um, okay. Now that we've talked about Dear Evan Hansen, let's talk about Venom. There yes. will be carnage. Then, uh, all right. Here, have some carnage. <laughs> there will be some <laughs> for all of us to have. Um, I, I'm doing this thing, right? Is that what is that what's happening? Is, uh, yes, that is okay. correct. Here, spoilers for Venom. Have some carnage, why yes, don't you? Spoilers for the summary. Oh, also, not to put spoilers in the spoilers, but. Maybe spoilers for other things. I don't know. Who knows? There might just be spoilers for other things besides this movie we're going to talk about. So just tread cautiously into this episode. Anyways. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. <laughs> hey, well, hey, I looked at analytics and actually the uh, we had the, the, the peak was our Jungle Book episode. We had a lot of listeners for some reason Ooh. for a Jungle Book. Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise. Yes, Jungle right. Cruise. So anyways, uh, the numbers got up there, but since then it's been a little lower. Regardless, uh, what happened in Venoms? So Venom, picking up from the events of Venom 1, Venom, um, the Tom Hardy-Venom duo living together, but they're a little rough. They can't seem to get any... Their, their job isn't really working out. They... Um, don't have any really relationships or friends, and they're always bickering and at each other's throats. Venom wants to use the powers, and Tom Hardy, um, uh, Eddie Brock, is like, no, it's too crazy. We can't go do this crazy stuff. we got to keep it under wraps. Um, but they get, uh, they are called to go interview um, the bad guy, Woody Harrelson, whose name is John Carnage. I don't what's his name? Uh, Cassidy? Cassidy? Something Cassidy. Cassidy Yates. Uh, Cletus. Cletus Cassidy. Cassidy. I was just thinking that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cletus. Cletus Cassidy, who is a serial killer on death row. Um, he wants to be interviewed by Eddie Brock because he's obsessed with him for some reason. So he goes and interviews him. Eddie Brock, through interviewing him, figures out where he's hidden some bodies. And he becomes kind of big, you know, back in the spotlight again as an ace reporter. Um, but uh, Cletus is not happy about that. So he sees Eddie Brock one more time, and he bites him, and he drinks the blood of um, Venom, who's who is in the blood of Eddie. So he gets the symbiote, and the symbiote starts advancing, and Cletus's body and turns into carnage. And right when he's going to be put to death, he explodes out of the prison and kills a bunch of people and breaks free. And now he's on the loose. He's after his girlfriend, who he grew up in an orphanage with, and he's trying to find her and set her free so they could go. Be free and live a life of carefree, carefree crime, Bonnie and Clyde's, Clyde style. Um, and Eddie and Venom are not happy. Eddie's not happy about this, so they get in a huge fight, and Venom leaves him. Let Ed, you know, it's like a breakup. They he leaves his body, and Venom's out on the town, inhabiting just random people, living his best life, going to parties, um, and but they find out that uh, Cletus. It needs them or something. I don't know. Michelle Michelle Williams is in there, and she's like, "Eddie, what's going on with you? You, what's the year? Something's not right here. What are you not telling me?" He's like, "No, nothing. I'm Tom Hardy." Um, but uh, so Eddie finally finds Venom again. They get back together because they have to fight Cletus uh, at this church because. Um, they've taken hostages and they've kidnapped Michelle Williams and they need to have a final showdown at this church because uh, Cletus hates Eddie 
Brock and Carnage hates Venom, I guess. I don't know. He's his thinks he's his dad. So they have a big <laughs> fight at the church, and Eddie's or Cletus' girlfriend has screaming powers like Banshee from X-Men. Um and Venom and the symbiote, they don't like sound, so when she yells, the uh the Carnage symbiote goes crazy and gets mad and they get separated. And so the symbiotes are separated from their bodies. Um, and in so doing, they're able to, uh, Cletus falls off a cliff and barely survives, but then Venom rehab, rejoins with Eddie and they bite off his head and a bell kills the shrieking woman and Michelle Williams goes to get married, the guy from Veep and, uh, the guy from Entourage is a cop and he almost dies. And... And then they realize they're gonna Eddie and the Venom are gonna get arrested, so they gotta flee. They can't live here in the the city of San Francisco anymore. They gotta go to uh, they gotta run away and join the circus in Mexico. They gotta go on a romantic honeymoon. A romantic honeymoon on the beach of I think it's supposed to be Mexico, somewhere south, you know, of of San Francisco. Um, should I talk about the post spoiler post credit scene in the summary? Yeah, let's do it. So, yes. anyways, so then, po- so then the credits roll. <laughs> what a movie, right, guys? Oh, let's walk out of the theater. No, wait, Eddie's in a hotel room, and he's like, "Hey, Venom, what? Like, you, you're supposedly this interstellar being. You like have experienced all this stuff. Like, what, what was the universe like? And what have you learned? Yeah. And Venom's like, "No, man, I can't. It's too much. You won't be able to handle it." He's like, "Yeah, just give me a little. Just tell me something." So he does, but as he's doing it the world starts like shifting and weirdly and like phasing in and out and it changes and, and Eddie kind of wakes up and it's in a completely different style of hotel room. It's like nicer. And it's like, what just happened? And Venom's like, I don't know, man, that wasn't me. I don't know what happened. So then they turn on the TV and it's, uh, J Jonah Jameson talking about how Spider-Man's a menace. And on the TV, it's our cute little Tom Hardy, uh, Tom Holland. (laughs) Uh, Uncharted himself is on TV. Uncharted was there. (laughs) Uncharted was there. And Venom hates him for some reason. And that, that's it. The end. Now real full credits. So Venom's in the MCU or something, or he just watched, he he was watching Spider-Man Far From Home on the TV. Right. (laughs) That's what actually happened. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, there's, 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 there's. There's the worst summary we could all ever hope for. Uh, you know, I like that idea because if they ever decide to um, to fall back on that idea and, and cancel it, they could just show a scene where it picks up immediately after that and they just eject a DVD player and there's a copy yeah. of yes. of that movie uh, in there. I would love that. <laughs> that, would be, that, would, that. You know what would, should happen is in Spider-Man um, No Way Home, like the whole time and Venom doesn't show up or anything, but then in a post credit scene of that, it's that it's what you just described (laughs) (laughs) that would be amazing that would be the best post-credit scene anyways um yeah there we go venom there look at all that carnage that happened venom 2 boy that's a lot of carnage (laughs) um what did how, how do we feel about this carnage that happened let's you know let's look at all this carnage and evaluate it Let's do that. Okay. Let's look at these carnage chunks. Um, Ryan, tell us the carnage opinions that you have. 
all the carnage opinions. Well, it, to, so to me, this whole movie was just a lot of loud noises and smashing and yelling and just a lot of high energy and it, it, none of which made any sense and none of nothing actually happened. It was like a, a five-year-old child wrote the plot to this movie and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and they decided to make that into a movie. Hmm. Um, I, it's hard for me to say I, I definitely didn't hate it. But I, don't, I can't say that I liked it very much. I don't think it was very good, at the very least. And my my enjoyment of it was based purely on what I said. Just the high energy, go, go, go. It, 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 any oh. attempted at analysis leaves me brain damaged. <laughs> <laughs> it's wreaked havoc. It's wreaked carnage on your brain. Um... Okay, fair. Well, do you like it more or more less than Venom 1? So I didn't like Venom 1 the first time I saw it. Like, mm. really very much at all. But on repeat viewings, I somehow, for whatever reason, sort of warmed up to it. I think I just kind of bought into its silliness. And so maybe the same thing will happen here. I This movie was probably more silly. So mm. if the formula holds true, I'll end up liking this more than I do now. Interesting. So we're going to look forward to our second episode of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, listeners, after we've all watched it four times. <laughs> um, who knows when that's happening? Uh, but Matt, what did? how did you feel about this well, cinematic thing? My favorite thing about this movie is that in the last movie, at the end, they said, next time there will be carnage. And this time, there was carnage. <laughs> um, so they are. Those are promises they're keeping. Yes, they are keeping their promises. This movie is a movie with integrity. All right. They said there would be carnage, and there was. They even said, let there be. They allowed it. They said, we will allow this. Um, I saw this movie on uh, what was a very stressful day. Uh, one of those days where things just, nothing really goes right. And I was like, you know what? Going to a movie by myself will be what I need. And, um,. Uh oh, I loved it. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I can't say that this is a good movie, but I mean, knowing what the first movie was, and Ryan, I kind of had the same feeling about the first one. Um, I, I, at the first sitting, I was like, what, what, what is this? How did this come to be? Like, how are we in a reality where this is what the Venom movie is? And, uh, and then I saw it again and I was like, yeah, okay. You know what? I appreciate it for what it is. And I went into this one expecting that, but probably I was expecting them to lean into some of those dumber things a little bit more, which they did um, just a little bit. I wish they had leaned in even more, um, but it's, it's a case of expectations here. And um, I will say after I left the movie, all of my woes for that day had vanished. My, my mood had completely turned into 180 and I was feeling great afterwards and... So mission accomplished movie, you done your job. I can't I I can't really go much deeper than that. Um it's just it's it's what it is, you know. There you go. Sean, what did you think of this movie? Um I yeah, I'm pretty close to Ryan's take. I it was 
lots of wackiness and wackiness maybe is giving it maybe not even the right word because wackiness feels more like it's intentional and, and I don't playful. know if it was oh yeah and playful and I don't know if it always was here sometimes it was um, I like when it was though and I like Tom Hardy and I liked I liked a lot of, of the pieces of this film um, but I don't know if I thought the whole was good. I also don't think it's a good film, but I also, this is one of the films where like, I get why you would love it, Chewie. And sometimes that bugs me when someone likes a film that I think is bad, but this does not. I totally understand and am all for, if you love this film, I think that's great. And I support that. Um, and yeah, I don't know if it makes any sense. I, I I think I was more excited from the post credit scene than most of the actual events of the actual movie. Um, well, yeah. But there was stuff, there was a lot of stuff that happened in this film. I don't know what, I don't remember or don't even know if I knew at the time what most of it was, but a lot of stuff was going on on screen. I got to say a couple of additions to my analysis. Um, positive for the movie, um, it was short. Yes, it was, was a it was plus. it was a brisk runtime. Um, negative for the movie, there was no scene or any scene that came close to the scene from the first one where Eddie Brock jumps into a lobster tank and yeah. eats raw lobsters. And yeah. if you're not going to even try to make a scene of that level of greatness again, don't mention it in the movie. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't That's remind like, me. They're, like, they're setting it up for something wackier. They never did. No, they never came. There's nothing in there came close to. See, that was a a bright and shining moment in Hollywood comic book (laughs) cinematic history. That was. I have never seen anything else like that in a film. I don't think I ever will. Can't disagree. Um. So yeah, pluses and minuses. I think they equal each other out. But what, like an hour and forty minutes? Wow. Like. Yeah, that's pretty short for one of these comic book movies. I, I appreciate that they knew the plot wasn't anything too complicated and they didn't try to pad it out in any way like this is a simple story it doesn't need to be anything complicated here it is there you go we're in and we're out everybody yeah. go home yeah yeah tight editing tight pacing i like that um so uh, as much as i like tom hardy in here in the even if there wasn't the same um lobster like scene there was still a lot of great Great's maybe not even the right word, but the stuff that I was looking for when I, after seeing the first one of him, just, just, it, it's almost like I get more joy out of it, imagining them filming, filming these scenes because it's just Tom Hardy doing <laughs> physical humor by himself in right. front of a green screen. Like, and that thought alone just brings me joy. It's pretty fun <laughs> to think about. Um, uh, but but all the stuff in that all that stuff in the f- movie in general was some of the highlights to me. Some on the on the opposite side though, I don't re- I didn't really like any of the Woody Harrelson stuff. Um, I generally what like about Woody his Harrelson. Wig, though? <laughs> uh, the wig. I could was... not take my eyes off of it. <laughs> okay, I, I, I just thought it was a very lame villain. Um, both Carnage and Cletus. It. It, it, uh, yeah. it could have just been bad thing. For all, it was just bad thing in movie. That's all. It, like there yeah. was, there was nothing to this. I can't even really call it a character. I mean, he was a character in that 
it was a person with arms and legs and a voice. But other than that, <laughs> I will say, was, yeah, for for some what, for somebody who's really chewing the scenery, he, yeah. he was a pretty flat character somehow. Ex- yeah, exactly. That that's kind of an anomaly there. Um, also, I think they went, oh, the character's name is Cletus. Well, we can't not cast Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Yeah, fair point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, it, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, he was he was pretty flat. Sorry. I mean, like, it could have just been, uh, you know, an hour and forty minutes of just Woody, or not Woody, um, with Tom Hardy and and Venom running around. Mm-hmm. Like all the other characters yeah. were completely irrelevant. Get them out of this movie. Where the, <laughs> the Shrek lady? What is she doing in the movie? Get her out of here. The Michelle Williams Shrek? character. Get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's Shrek and Woody. Shrek. <laughs> they're they're gonna get married. The Pixar DreamWorks crossover. Oh, for, forbidden romance. Yeah. By Shrek lady, you meant Fiona, right? <laughs> when, when she turns into a Shrek. It, well, wait. Is she she is natively a Shrek, right? And then she turns into a human. No, she no, turns she's a native human. She, she turns into a Shrek. Oh, she is. I have the. Oh, she does turn into I a have Shrek. the movie at home. She turns into a I, shark. I, for some reason, I got that reversed, but okay. No, no you were right. She, she's she's cursed, and then yeah, it's the whole plot of the uh, second. But Shrek. then she stays a Shrek. Yeah. Okay. She does say she's a Shrek. a Shrek at heart. Yes. Regardless, you're talking about Shriek, just so the <laughs> listeners are like, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> yes, I didn't understand that character at all either. Uh... But I loved how in the end, when like the climax, she she looks at like Woody and, and Carnage, like you need to stop. Like, yeah, what are you talking like, about? What do you why? Mean? What, what do you, like, sudden, why was this? Where's this? Like he hasn't from? done anything different in the last ten minutes than he's been doing in the last. Well, she's three like, hours. I understand. I understand that you're um, a serial murderer, but now you look gross. There was something that happened right before that made like because she had just got done killing the cop. So I don't know where, like, all of a sudden she's like, nah, all right, we've gone too far. Like, what, what do you I mean? Don't, yeah, I don't it, – it, it's not like he even did anything that – she she was like, oh, you you punched Venom too many times. It was <laughs> 10th my limit. Like, he didn't even do anything. He was just, like, walking. Yeah. Also, it didn't matter that she, like, kind of stopped because the thing that defeated him anyways it was Tom Hardy punching her into a bell. Which so, I did not get. The, I know I we're know, at the end of the movie would, right now, yeah. but like I have to talk about that scene because it doesn't make any sense. Because he has this revelation, like, "Oh, we need to get her to scream," so he punches her. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? How? How is that going to solve it? I don't understand. Well, yeah, I don't, like he punches her into a bell. So I thought, like, oh, the bell is giving off the sound, but then she screams anyway as she's falling. <laughs> so I don't like. I'm not yeah, sure like, what's hap- What's a supposed to be happening from from any point of view like from a character point of view from a just the physical thing event of things happening it was fun to see her crushed by a bell i don't i mean i don't (laughs) (laughs) i mean i can't disagree (laughs) it also reminded me of uncharted 4 in the uh you guys have both played uncharted 4 yeah that's okay i was trying to remember what it was either a video game or another movie where like there's a big bell that yeah, okay. yeah, it reminded me of that scene where you're climbing the clock tower and the and then you ring the bell and it falls and it's a giant crazy scene. And yeah, that scene makes more sense from that video. Regardless, there's, um, lots, of, there's lots of bells and churches and clock towers and Spider-Man movies. 
Yeah, that because that made me think of true. Amazing Spider-Man 2. It made me think of well. Amazing Spider-Man 2, but then also in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3, when Brock becomes Venom, he's in a church, and mm, it's yeah, because true. the symbiote, the bells ring, and the symbiote right. falls off of Peter Parker and it lands on him. So, like, no, as there's just church and bell imagery a lot, and or maybe it's just a coincidence because bells are a thing that make a noise that Venom, right. it's just, you know... It's just more likely. Like You're it. just going to have yeah. bells because you, you don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of like not liking bells, um, this is a bad transition. Uh, in the jail or the prison when he's breaking out, he, he there's an alarm goes off and he bra- and he smashes that alarm, right? Because yeah. he doesn't. But there's no other alarms in the prison. No, that's it. That's all they needed. <laughs> one. one. Also, is that how alarm? Yeah, I guess it is. How I was gonna. I, at first, I thought, wait, you don't just smash the light and the the sound and stop sounding. But I guess most alarms there is a sound emitter with each light, right? How do alarms work, everyone? This is I, a riveting I, conversation. I assume. That could be the case, but you would imagine in a prison there there is like <clears throat> a yep, billion one. alarms everywhere <laughs> going off all the time. Like if no, just that one, no more. Maybe, um, maybe that was the whole prison. Yeah, it was just the one cell. Um, oh, you know, <laughs> also what I thought this was a, a fun idea for just a movie, any type of movie is just like because it was at San Quentin, which is a prison in California. But you know, mm-hmm. everyone thinks of um, uh, when you think of like classic prisons and like you know famous prisons, you think of the uh, um, and they're in San Francisco, the blah 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 dumb prison. I'm blanking now. You know. Uh, Alcatraz. Yeah, you think of Alcatraz, right? And I thought, like, man, it would just be cool if it was an Alcatraz. And then there's just a side title at the bottom of the screen during that estab- the wide exterior establishing shot of just, like, yeah, Alcatraz is still a prison in this world. Like, I just want that to be in a movie. <laughs> just like, yeah. yeah. I, I, Why not? Sure. Exactly. Regardless, okay that. That, uh, that whole scene brought up another kind of interesting question. It's like, that scene is so close and i could tell they just want it to be very gross gruesome and gory and everything but they just had to go with pg-13 and it just like the 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 tone of it was like they it felt like they wanted this to be a rated r film oh yeah it just yeah and and i think it probably would have been i don't know if it would have been better I honestly don't know. I think there's going to be um I think there's going to be an R-rated cut. I'm eh. just going to call it now because there are so many he bites off someone's head scenes that yeah. like cut a frame before it gets an R rating. Yeah. And, and I just uh-huh. I can't believe that none of those are like had more graphic bits to it. You know, it really feels yeah. like what's the what's the absolute farthest frame of this shot? that we can cut we can it at and it. still get it to PG-13. Every single one of those moments felt like that. So I think, you know, that'll be a marketing thing. Hey, come see the gorier version. The Carnage. Yeah. Let there be Carnage, Carnage edition. <laughs> yes. uh, or Maximum Carnage. Maximum. To... Oh, my yes. God. Let there be Maximum there Carnage. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're right. Oh, man. If there is not this, then... Actually, just based on that shot. name, I want to like get it because you weren't you, you didn't sell me until that maximum part came. That's out. what it is. Yeah. That's what's going to be. I'll be very yep. surprised if that's not what we get. Yeah, you're, you've done it. You've you've you're you should be a uh, Hollywood marketing exec, Chewy. Thanks. Go apply for that job. Okay. Um, and give and just pitch them maximum carnage. And you're hired. You're boom, boom. hired. The damn. Boom boom. 
um also in terms of that whole scene obviously but just in terms of uh cletus's character which we talked about doesn't make any you know it's a non-character it's a boring character but i I felt like that character they even wanted to like bring it into more disturbing realm where it's just like look how just awful this guy is and they could never really really show how much they want we wanted they wanted him to be awful i I guess I'm just kind of, because at the end, they kind of, like, show this, like, oh, but I was abused. Like, I don't, how am I supposed to feel? Like, are you really trying to make me sympathetic to this character now? He's the worst thing ever. Like, no one cares. Like, I'm glad he Yeah, like, even, like, we don't, he doesn't garner sympathy, or he doesn't not garner sympathy because we think he's such an evil character. He doesn't garner sympathy because we don't care about him. Yeah, exactly. uh, Like, why is he obsessed with Eddie? I don't. That's the thing. I kept thinking, like, oh, did they have like a past? Was there like some yeah. thing they're gonna like allude to that? Oh, they had a history. Why was why, the question is why was the he, he obsessed with him in the first place? Right. Yeah, yeah. Not yes. after was, he printed I, the article because that I guess that kind of makes sense a little. That bit, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But at the beginning, I was really struggling to think back to the first movie because, <laughs> like, why did they even show Cletus Cassidy at the end of the first movie? I can't even. Remember. I don't know. Uh, other than it just saying there'll be carnage and people know what carnage yeah. means. That's the only reason why he's at the end of the movie. Okay, okay, yes, that doesn't hundred at all make sense. But Matt, you were, you said it, it makes sense after the article. Yeah, because he, because him visiting him is the reason why he got the death penalty. Because uh, after after uh, Eddie Brock printed the article, he had the proof to convict him and then he saw the article and went oh okay this is the reason why i'm getting executed it's because of eddie brock so then he wanted to get revenge on eddie brock but why did he why was he so intent on getting him to visit his cell at the beginning of the movie before that happened is my question that i don't know but i thought i thought the whole deal was that he was going to tell eddie brock his whole life story yeah that's also kind of or unless he was going to lie to him he's so- just going to lie I guess. I mean, well, there's a he wanted to get the, the way it's out. edited is really confusing in the first half because he like he shows the newspaper he, he wants he's like okay I'll tell you my story but you have to print this story or this right. message or poem or whatever so my girlfriend can read it but so is he saying okay print this message and then come back and I'll tell you another story that you're gonna print two stories about me or he wants like was this all in one story the well, way it's edited and then he holds up like the front page of the newspaper of the daily bugle or you know whatever and it like it, it's yeah, I'm really confused on confusing. that too because did he did he he did end up printing that at yeah. his request. So the message could get to his girlfriend. Although at this point in the time, he doesn't even know his girlfriend is even still alive. Yeah, he so thought really that she was that dead. Well, right? He thinks his girlfriend's dead. So I don't know why he wants this article printed. I don't get that because she gets shot in the head. Yeah. So he thinks his girlfriend's dead, but he for some reason wants this article printed. And upon printing this article, he promises to tell Tom Hardy his life story. Yes, is that correct. But. So, but instead of Tom Hardy going back and doing a full, he like basically picks up clues to the bodies buried before he could even get his full life story. Is that what happened? But he's, yes, except that that doesn't make sense either because he's on his way out of the prison when he discovers those clues written on the wall. Yeah. So he, he wasn't going to get the story 
at that time anyway. He was it way he's like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. I'll get the story. I think he, I, he was I don't a, get it. he was intending on getting a story of this guy's life to print, not the uh, evidence that was gonna. But come, he just happened he, but, upon. But, but that. then it, Venom found it because he has photographic memory somehow. <laughs> yeah, that it, also it, that, that was, was weird. That was, was just like, why is it? How is this a Venom power? I didn't know that was one of Venom's powers. A I journalist. Mean, I don't. That... Well, so what he does is. If I remember correctly, he he has a photographic memory, so he or it's more like eidetic memory. But yeah. anyway, so he 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 then on a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper, reproduces the image he saw scrawled into the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He then does, in this next part, I don't understand at all. Does it a Google image search, and yes. and I don't know what he types in, but he finds the exact image. I thought he, do- yes. I thought he does a reverse image search. Yeah, Does whatever. he do a reverse yeah. Yeah. So he sca- so wait, so he scans the image into his computer. He scans. I don't his remember that. Sketch. Yeah. He scans the sketch that he drew of by remembering. And then it and then, do, then does a reverse Google yes. image Yes. And fi- okay, and finds he holds up an a knife that image. matches the remains of the Death Star that are. S- That's where I was going with this, Sean. I'm glad you picked <laughs> up on this because it makes as l- actually you know what this makes more this sense. Makes a lot, it does make more, a lot it, more, it, sense more sense than, sense. than the Star yeah. Wars knife does. <laughs> yes, this yeah. it does actually. We're joking, but it does. Um, it actually does make sense. Yeah. Um, well, it, yeah, enough makes sense. I the other thing too is so does he's a serial killer? Is it that he killed more people than just his family? Is that what it implies, or is it just they found the bodies of his family? It's not that big a deal, but I was also I don't also know, because curious. he kills his family, presumably, when he was a child. His, as, yeah. a, as a child, he buried his family? As, like, these are not hard questions. They're not hard you... questions, and they're not even that, like, compelling or, like, that. It's not like questions like, these need to be answered for the, me to like the movie. No, it's just, again. Builds his character, though. It's just this character where it's like he was, he's, like, I don't understand what, other than just bad thing. He's a bad thing in the movie. You have to stop the bad thing. This bad thing is going to do bad things. Um, yeah, there is a lot. That that was a lot of it. Is just like not just that, but also his motivation stuff. Also, the Shriek character. Why is she bad? Like they grew up in this orphanage, and it's supposed to be like, oh, they have this bond. But it's not like she was around when he killed people, and he wasn't killing people in the orphanage. So when he breaks her out, shouldn't she be like, oh my god, what have you done? Like, yeah, we were friends, and we I didn't know you were actually a murderer. I thought you were like a sympathetic soul that we bonded as children. You're a murderer. Why why did I go with you? Is she also a murderer? They never say that she's like a murderer or anything. I guess the problem is we don't know enough about her one way or the other, so it's really... Right, again, going back to I don't care about her or any... Yeah. Her or Woody. Um, I don't care about Shrek or Woody. <laughs> Man, that... Oh, wow, low um also and this is nerd stupid stupidness well maybe it's not nerd stupidness but it's a very specific type of like nitpicky so what is she, is she a mutant are they just like now there's just everything has superpowers like not that the venom verse is <laughs> like something that needs to oh, be upheld oh, oh, in, oh, oh, oh like what's go is oh, she a new mutant i feel sean, like she's a new mutant sean sean what? The Venomverse is how they're going to introduce X-Men into the MCU. I'm not, I had that thought. I'm not going to lie. I had that thought. Because they, this, specifically they, say, they missed their chance. They said mutations. As a mutant. They said mutations when they were introducing something. There was, there was the line mutation somewhere in this movie. And I remember I mean, thinking, like, is this? are they hinting at mutants? 
Because then the, the the facility they're in reminded me of the mute the facility in New Mutants. Yes, it does. Yes, it did remind me of that as well. Well, that be does it bear the same name? I don't think so. Uh, it's Raven 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 Ravencraft Raven. Institute, Saint yes. Estes Home for Unwanted Children. Uh, what's the one in New Mutants called? It is. <laughs> Xavier School for no, that's not. Uh, <laughs> it is oh no no no. Internet, why aren't you doing exactly what Man, I? Man, I forgot about New wanted. Mutants. This didn't really leave much of an impression on me. No, that's for the best. Yeah, it it is from Venom Comics. It appears Venom and Carnage. The Ravencroft, Comics. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm guessing it is a different name thing from the new. If it was even named in the New Mutants movie, um, mm, fair. Well, anyway, you can keep looking, I guess, if you. But it it feels like a missed opportunity if that's what they're intending to do. Because mm-hmm. then it would have been like the end post credit scene would have been like this reveal in terms of his connection to Spider Man <coughs> and the rest of MCU. But then even more so because it's like, wait a minute, X-Men it, plus Spider-Man <laughs> equals. Um, it would just be a really hilarious way that if introducing mutants into the MCU through, through Venom, through this yeah. Venom franchise. <laughs> Weird and hilarious. Um, uh, well, I don't want to get too deep into the Spider-Man conversation yet because that's going to be a three-hour conversation at the end of this podcast or after we talk about everything else. Um, but, uh, well, we've been pretty negative, so I don't want to come across... what. Give us some of the love. Give us some love right. for Carnage. I think um, most of, just to be fair, our negative things are mostly just like almost logistical. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, don't, something so that I don't disagree with a single thing you've yeah. said. And um, yeah. I don't care what you think of the movie. <laughs> well, right. no, um, no, you're. I mean, I said I don't think it's a good movie. Um, I liked it when Venom was cooking breakfast. I actually didn't. I love that, that scene. Too. And then when he's done cooking too. breakfast, it's just a gross pile of breakfast-type <laughs> yeah. looking things. Um, I, I enjoyed that. I love that this movie was a romantic comedy between Eddie yes. Brock and Venom. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it when Venom went to the rave and had all the glow stick necklaces. And he came out as Venom. I love. I liked. I liked that a lot in theory. I wish there was a better, um, like, uh, conclusion like or you know, payoff. Yeah, payoff to that whole bit because it just yeah. it's like, oh, this is gonna be cool and funny, and it was kind of funny, and then it just kind of ended, and it was like, you know, I was hoping for something a little bit more fun as an ending. But you're right, yeah, I still liked what it was. I liked because he's doing that like kind of speech thing, and it's just it's it's just kind of awkward. Right, that's like, why I was laughing. Quite, like, what's the joke? Is it the joke that is just awkward, I guess? Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. Uh, I liked when Venom was in the the old lady at the convenience store. That was funny. Um, that was pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that breakfast scene sold you, I guess. It did, I really. Blame, no, I mean, I don't it, know. It, I will, that is probably my favorite scene. Though, I liked so. it when... He's like, hey, Venom, I need you to fight the other Venom. And he's like, no, I'm not going to. Why not? And he's like, because that one's, that one's a red one. That was, that. I mean, because that's essentially what the bad guy is. It's, yeah, he's just, it's just another Venom, but this I, time he's red. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if that was intended as a joke or I was expecting like, oh, okay, he's red. What's the significance of that? Is there some lore I need to know about? Because in the first one, he talks about the other Venom dude he has to fight, which I guess Venoms can only fight Venoms, but um, he has some bad sounding name and he's like, this guy's got stuff you've never seen before. And like, there's some, he has some history from me. He's from his planet and all this, but how, why is there a red one? Did, is Venom his father? Where did this red one come from? How are Venoms born? Uh, I don't care. I, mean, I guess this it's one's just, red. It's just blood. Like, if, if you drink a Venom's blood, then you get you turn into a red Venom. I guess. Why does Carnage want to kill Venom? Answer me that. Yeah, I don't know that. Other because than Carnage just, is like... red. Means he's badder. Oh, also the idea that at the end where it's like, oh, they're not—they're not as symbiotic because you know, oh, right? Uh, Cle- that oh, yeah. was really stupid too. I like because it didn't—it didn't matter. It didn't matter, and also it's like, what do you mean? They're both just psychotic homicidal maniacs. How are they not in sync as much as any like? I don't know. I thought like I I appreciate them trying. I will say I appreciate them trying <laughs> that that thematic element. Good and, like, job, movie. You, you tried. Yeah, good. Well, the whole thing is a metaphor for for a healthy versus a toxic relationship. It's a well, romantic. Comedy how is? Because... No, I get it. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I think I get it. Except that we just spent half a movie of Venom and Brock arguing with each other. I don't think they're really compatible. But they came yeah. they worked out their differences. How oh, did they work out their differences? They, there was a red venom. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. They worked out their differences because in that... Okay, this is actually... What happened... Going back to the finale here. What happened when... So they're both falling down the church, you know, 600-story church. And uh, before Eddie lands... Venom like goes through Michelle Williams and Dan or something and then catches like what happened do you know you know what I'm talking about like yeah, what happens I didn't there I get that either cuz i guess the symbiote on its own can't it, it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i have no answer i don't know why that happened but I, and i remember and that's what i'm saying that like as when i started this movie my review of this movie just a lot of loud noises high energy flashing lights so it stops you from questioning anything because a lot of these scenes do not make sense yeah no they don't and and part of me does like it for that like and like is maybe not the right word but appreciates it for that like and i think i would like this movie less if they tried to make everything make sense <laughs> because it's so stupid yeah i agree so it's like all right all I right mean, okay sure i I know where you're coming from, but then I think, like Matt was saying, Chewie, you, like if they had leaned into some of those things, they went further with oh, those absolutely. things. Yes, that's, that's I would have preferred they went that. further. I'm always yeah. about that. Yeah, I because as much as the wackiness in some cases is fun, and I agree, like I said, the stuff was specifically the Tom and Tom Hart or the Eddie and Venom kind of wackiness is mm-hmm. the stuff. I, because some of the wackiness is not wackiness; it's just garbage it's just carnage hey um it specifically regarding the cgi just vomit all over the screen mainly in the the final climax but a lot of the other carnage stuff where it's just like uh, it's loud and it's more obnoxious than like fun it's just like uh, yeah some crazy cg thing he's (laughs) instead like 
that that's the stuff where wacky was not the right descriptor because it was not as whimsically charming as the stuff that involved Tom Hardy fighting himself and wrecking his apartment. Like that scene was fun because it's he was just like crashing into shells. Like yeah. just like yeah, it'd be so much fun to film that, and I could it's just it's wacky, silly. It's great, and that that's great. Not not carnage as much. Um. Another, how familiar are you guys with Carnage from the comics? Like, like Carnage, com, uh, Carnage, Venom. Not, not storylines. Other than I knew, I, other than I knew he was a serial killer. I knew that's why Carnage is yeah. is the batter one because this time is a serial killer instead of a reporter. That's about the extent of it. That and the was it the Super Nintendo? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I'm almost more familiar with yeah. that. And I think I had, I was vaguely familiar with some of the comic storyline. If I read an issue or two, I don't remember it that specifically. But I just remember at the time when we're in whatever, middle school or high school in the mid-90s when it was coming out. Yeah. And just being aware of everything kind of going on. And then the, I think the animated series did a run on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's also, I kind of remember that too. I just don't remember a lot of like lore from it. Yeah. Other than what you said. It's a serial killer and... It just is, he's a bad guy. Um. Speaking of bad guys that are symbiotes. So at the end, there's Detective Blue Eyes. Mm-hmm. We um, Remember, do you remember that? The uh, detective that was part of this movie, which we haven't even mentioned up to this point, meaning he was very critical to the storyline. Yes, obviously. Um, he gets beat up real bad and he he falls down and then he opens his eyes and his eyes are blue glowing blue oh is that what's was supposed to was there something supposed to be implied by that yeah the move this is a really good movie explaining anything um it, i just yeah, i didn't understand symbiote. it's like oh okay he's i guess he's alive oh he's supposed to be another symbiote yep. i did not get that missed out on that beat it uh yeah they just uh, decided to put that in there too mm-hmm. i wonder if that was just entirely done in post like hey what if we just uh it's like oh. wait, wait. it's like the uh, uh days of future oh, Past. i was you beat me to it oh sorry you beat me to it yeah but i'm, I'm oh, glad that yeah. we're on the same page where they literally yes. you can tell like well what if people what if people don't get who that character is uh just put mystique eyes on him That'll that'll be some, people will go ooh uh oh that'll be something right and then right? and then it will and then it will be nothing because it was nothing. Yes. I want all movies to end like that. Just imagine like classic like exactly cinema. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Citizen when uh, when uh, or I was gonna say Casablanca leaves that she you know yes. they're saying goodbye on the runway and he's like uh well, you know and he goes back to what Eddie whoever the piano player you know his friend from, yeah yeah and he just they. This is the start of a beautiful friendship or something, and then their eyes glow. I want I want you to edit Empire Strikes Back to where um, when they after they pick up Luke and they're they're on the ship and they're looking through the view screen, um, oh, yeah. Luke uh, turns his lightsaber on and it's a red lightsaber. <laughs> it's just, and then it just cuts. Them. Yeah. that would oh and man, then, that would be a dark ending, even darker Empire. And Strikes then it Back. and then it never is addressed in the next. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's like the that's, that's like the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I um, feel like this actually would make a pretty good like YouTube series where you just take classic <laughs> films and then you re-edit a small thing at the end of them to 
completely yeah. throw off what, what does that mean? everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. What else? Is there anything about the main, the movie proper that we, that we haven't really? No. <laughs> um, I don't have anything at all. I, I, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of other. It, just like it. <laughs> Woody, okay, so Woody Harrelson's wig, like, <laughs> we gotta, why? We gotta talk about this. It was so distracting. I know I've already mentioned it, but what were they thinking? Um, and then also, was it distracting to you guys that in the prologue they ended up they used Woody Harrelson's voice over that actor? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I did notice that, and I thought that was, that was really like, why did they that use was very that? funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I, just more weird choices. Weird choices. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the little animated bit, kind of. That I feel like that's actually become like that. a little bit of a, like a thing now that movies will do, and it's an easy thing for me to go. Ooh, I like that. Neato. Just random kind of yeah. weird animated bit. But I did like it. Um, yeah, I did too. Also, he, it implies that he kills the dog. So, like, even if his parents and family were abusing him, he still just murders the puppy. Like. Right, you can't ever have a sympathetic character if they've murdered like a pet. Mm -hmm. Like you've thrown that out the window. Yeah. Um, Let that be a lesson to you, Tom Hardy, who apparently wrote the story for this. So yeah. So well, that's surprising. Also surprising is that Andy Serkis directed this. Yeah, actually, that I didn't realize that until the credits started rolling. Like, oh, all right. Did anyone ever see that Jungle Book movie that he did? It was supposed to be bad. No, I didn't. Jungle Book? Yeah, there was another yeah, Jungle Book that came did. out the same time that the Disney yeah. live-action one came out. Wait, really? Yeah. I think it came eventually came straight to Netflix or something, what? I want to say. I could be wrong, they were, but they, it they was were not filming supposed to be at the good. exact same time, and then yeah. there was controversy over which one was going to release when, and yeah, I never... I didn't know what happened to that one, because I, I never saw it. Or... I just am saying, because it's only... I, I, Andy Serkis directed that. I think it was his directorial debut, but I. Interesting. Well, you're talking about um, Mowgli, Mowgli. Oh yeah, it's called. That's Mowgli. what it's yeah. called. Yes. Oh, I think I did see that. Oh, how was it? It came out two. Years. I thought it was a sequel for some reason. No, it was something. A sequel no. to <laughs> the Jungle Book, the Jungle Cruise, the, the 1990s ju- uh, live action Jungle Book that Disney made. No, the. Huh. Did the, they make a? Live when did Jungle Book jungle come out? In the 90s. Yeah, they didn't make a 90s. 2016. Uh oh, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So two years later, a sequel comes out. How, that's not unbelievable. <laughs> From a different studio and crew and cast and everything. Well, sure. I, I, with all sure with the facts involved, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Good point. Uh, that didn't stop Venom from doing things. So um, exactly. I mean, the movie, not the character. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, also, I just want to say, uh, neither here nor here there, but. Um, this is already hopefully going to be better than our previous or the original Venom episode, which had the messed up audio. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do. I do remember that. I I could have not mentioned it, and we could have all forgotten about it. But just thought it was fun to go down memory lane for our worst episode ever, if only just because the audio was not. It was not working. I, I was actually not on the episode, but I do remember oh. listening to it. I think it was um, you, me, and Chris. Chewy. Yeah, I remember that. That sounds right. I didn't bother. I didn't um, bother re-listening to it. I couldn't handle. I couldn't handle it. So I doubt anybody else me, listened to it either. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Is this so? Is this the first sequel that we've done? The first and second of? Uh, that doesn't sound right. 
Oh, there's got to be a million. Feels like all we do that, is secrets, a million. Yeah, a million it, doesn't. Sound... No, no, no. I mean that we've done the first answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or not necessarily first, but just two of the same. Do you, do you know oh, I'm. No, I know what you Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, we did both uh, Avengers Endgame and the one before it. You know, if you count, I think that might be the closest. We did. Um, this is Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League and Justice is Grey. Does that? Oh, yeah. Right. We did those. Those were two completely different episodes. They <laughs> um, sure were. Yeah, this might be, which is kind of funny. I don't know funny, but hey, there's part of our after the credits facts. Trivia. After the credits Put it trivia. on the trivia webpage. There you go. Okay. Bobby, get on that. Um, well, okay, but I'm on my third coffee break. <laughs> well, then you're you supposed be... to get two, Bobby. I'm gonna take. Yeah. I'm gonna take another one later. Oh, Bobby, we're not gonna give you your dental plan if you keep taking these unwarranted coffee breaks. I don't need no dental plan. You take a poop plan. <laughs> All right, I'll get. I'll give it to Bobby on that one. That was a pretty good turn of phrase. I like that. Uh... That spunk, Bobby. Who hired that guy? You you did. You were in some weird drunken rant. We told you not to. So speaking of Mowgli, you guys, (laughs) Naomi Harris is also in that movie. Oh, Andy Serkis likes Naomi Harris. Wait, the Andy Serkis Mowgli? Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay, great. It also has Christian Bale, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kate Blanchett. How is this not good? Uh, I have to go watch it again. I don't know. I'm looking through our Yum Chunks archives. I almost said Crimes of Grindelwald, but we didn't do the first one. Uh, I don't think we did the first one, did we? No. No. But hey, we'll be able to do the third one. They just announced it. I think this is... I think this is... You're right. Oh, it's happening? Uh, Yep, they released the trailer. uh, Yeah, what's it's some stupid title. It's called The The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah, that's it. And uh, will... No, 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 no. Fantastic Beasts. Yes, the secrets that's of the worst part. Fantastic Beasts, the secret. Like, God, I, I, I hope these dumb CEOs understand how stupid they are. They don't, and they never will. I don't. But I don't, they I don't think dug so. themselves a hole that they like. Why did like don't fran don't put a dumb franchise name of something that has <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with the thing of the th- like ah they would have so been the- so much. I would have liked these movies all better. Purely based on the names, if they names, if they did not have Fantastic Beasts and where to find them as part of the names, I, I wouldn't. I would so still hate that. But that's interesting <laughs> because the first one is called the Fa- Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yes. So does that mean this new one is called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Colon no. the Secrets of Dumbledore. No. no, it's just the Fantastic or just Fantastic Beasts colon. The Secrets, the secrets of, Dumbledore. of Dumbledore and where to find him? <laughs> yes. That's a secret. It's very exciting. <laughs> You're never going to catch me. <laughs> oh, Dumbledore. Like, they, they don't even have to... Like, it's not like all the Marvel movies have to be called Iron Man, colon, Doctor Strange. Like, we get it. They could be a franchise and not have the same thing from the first movie. You Like, these dumb idiot that don't probably exist, but are fun to hate because... They're easy to hate. Hollywood CEO marketer guys, up school Hollywood Medical College. He they they don't need like 
we need to put a name in front of our franchise so that people will know it's part of the same franchise. You, you know, Meh. I actually am surprised that they didn't do this, and it's dumb, but this is what they should have done, is called the first one, Harry Potter, colon, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find it, Them. It yes. makes more Harry, sense. Harry Potter, I would be colon, more okay the with Prince that. Of yes. Grindelwald. Yes. That, what, do the do that or the or the the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Wizard, yes. Col- like there, you got the pr- cross promotion there with the right. you get to the theme and, park and everything. And if you're ta- if you're Sean, if you're trying to pitch your argument to like marketing execs and whatever, it's an easy argument because what's going to get you more people in the seats? The name Harry Potter <laughs> yeah, or freaking exactly. Fantastic Beast? Yeah, what who, is Fantastic Beast? No one what knows does it what this mean? Is. It means nothing. And now you're having to force in some, because they got to force in some Fantastic Beast now into the secrets of yes. uh, Ganondorf. Whatever is stupid. <laughs> Ganondorf. Ganondorf. Uh, Ganondorf. <laughs> Ooh, I want to see that Smash character. Uh, oh, by the way, Sora, Wait, so Sora, and Smash Brothers. <laughs> yep, it's happening. Oh, yeah. D- Disney yeah. and I, Nintendo I that, yeah. finally connected, and Square. It's all one. <laughs> Not really. Continue. <laughs> what were you saying, Ray? Well, uh, wait. So is 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 Mads? Mads is playing Grindelwald yes. now. Okay. Okay. It's he. I guess Johnny Depp also was a fake face, just like Colin Farrell was. Oh my gosh. They should have just had him turn back into Colin Farrell. <laughs> That's what everybody wanted in the first place. Remember how disappointed everyone was when Colin Farrell turned into Johnny Depp? Just turn him back into Colin Farrell. Problem solved. I mean, it's funny because, like, you know, 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, it would have been the opposite. Like, oh, yay, it's not Colin Farrell, it's Johnny Depp. And now it's... That's true. Now That's it's, true. Yeah. oh, I want a Colin Farrell. Yeah. So, what they go, so if they do that, if they didn't film with Johnny Depp, then that means they'll have to put a CG Johnny Depp face over Mads to dissolve into Mads. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Boy, I hope so. Or they could oh, deep boy. fake it. Deep fake some Johnny Depp. Yeah, okay. I hope so. Um, um, eh, 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 anyway, sorry, to answer it. your question, yes, this is the first time we've done a sequel yes. <laughs> on the podcast. We've done sequels oh, that's right. on this that we had we covered on four reels, but... Um, but this is the first time on After the Credits we've done a sequel yeah. to an episode that we also covered on After the Credits. Or, or we've done things that are obviously part of a franchise that we've done. Mainly like Marvel, direct sequel, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Direct okay. sequel's not so much. So, uh, that's um, a fun thing. Hooray, I guess. Even though our first Venom episode is unlistened to um, yeah, it's completely awful, and honestly, we should just delete we'll, it. We'll do an HD remaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it'll, we'll port it to PlayStation 5 and switch um okay so now can we finally talk about the only thing i've wanted to talk about for this whole episode (laughs) i guess um yeah okay so how is this gonna work what's happening how is venom and spider-man now venom's gonna be in spider-man and apparently the mcu or not it just they're in the same universe why does venom hate spider-man what what but he doesn't hate spider-man hates tom holland because it's tom holland's face not spider-man's face um uh well does he hate him or he just wants to lick it i think i thought he just wanted to lick it well he said he said he had a line where he's like i'm gonna get you spider-man yeah, he just wants to lick his face <laughs> oh okay well and that could be his why story, does he right? want to lick his face then why does he want to lick it's his tom face? Holland. same question it's i mean it's tom thank holland. you brian gets it <laughs> symbiotes Want to lick Tom Holland? Okay, just a fact. so um, so um, people are trying to piece together because 
because it seems pretty um, given that amongst people who are overanalyzing on, about Marvel movies, that they're going to do Sinister Six in uh, No Way Home. Um, you got the people who have analyzed that trailer to death have seen, okay, we have Pumpkin Bomb and Willem Dafoe's voice, so we got Green Goblin. We got Dr. Octopus. Jamie Foxx is confirmed as Electro. There is a uh, thing that looks like Sandman in the trailer, right? Mm. We also, um, gosh, what's the other one? Um, oh, Rhino? we see the tail of something that looks like Lizard. So okay. that would mean, so far, that's five, right? And three of them, I think, are... Of the... So you think they're all going to be existing villains from one of the others? They're all existing vi- vi- villains we've already seen before. Yeah, so so three of those are from the Raimi-verse. Yeah. Two of them are from the, uh, the Andrew Garfield-verse, Garfield-verse, which would make sense, because the only other villains that we see in that universe are... The are is Dane DeHaan as Green Goblin, but if we already have the Raimi Green Goblin, we're not going to have yeah, that Green Goblin. So you've got yeah, right. you've got the two other and Rhino. We see oh Rhino yeah, well. we have we see Rhino. So that's that's where it's up to contention. Some people think that we're going to see Rhino show up at, in this, and it'll be an even half and half: three villains from one, three villains from the other. Other people think that we'll um, we'll see Venom show up as the other one in this movie and that's if this whole sinister six thing is true at all but um but there's enough in the trailer to and it could it could be just clever editing you know they love to edit those trailers so that people will make analysis videos on youtube and it's free advertising that way and everything but um Mm -hmm. it does kind of seem you know it 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 does kind of seem like that's the direction they're going and that way Sony can just make their own sinister six movie the one that they were trying to build up to back when they were doing the um the uh the the Andrew Garfield verse yeah. right are we calling it the mm-hmm. Garfield verse all right um yes. yeah we it was public knowledge I mean they were he hates Mondays yeah was it was public knowledge when they were making those movies that they were building towards their own cinematic yeah, universe no I, I mean they there's a post credit scene that essentially just telegraphs it right, right? it's all the uniforms yes. and the cases and stuff there's that right they were they were not shy about it also it was public knowledge that um that there was some contention about Sony uh and Disney like continuing their deal to use Spider-Man in the MCU. I could very easily see Disney being like, "Look, if you keep doing this, then we will set up your Sinister 6 film for you." And then you could just go make your Sinister 6 film in your own Sony Spider-Verse and do whatever you want with it because it doesn't have to connect to ours. I could see that happening. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but but what about the part where it does connect? Well, then just but they, they can jump universes. Who cares? There's magic, sure, Sean. But that's what I want to talk about. There's the crazy universe stuff. So I mean, obviously, we're we've reached a point of postmodernism in our age of postmodernism of self-aware superhero movies that are you know ubiquitous. Now it's like okay, so there's I guess it's a universe warp because of either um, Loki 
<laughs> like that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like. Is this what so, is this connected to? So uh, no, isn't it Doctor Strange? Yeah, or Doctor Strange, was, or uh, the next Spider-Man movie. I was talking to Maeve the other night about all of this, and she was saying something about um, about Xena. And there was some panel about Xena, and nerds were asking questions about inconsistencies, and they were saying like, okay, whenever you see something like that, the answer is just a wizard did it. <laughs> and um, well, look at that. We have a wizard. Yeah. Look, okay. So the other thing I want to like, I'm not coming across. I'm not coming at this as a criticism. I'm I I was legit excited about this. Like in the stupidest manipulative way, where like there's like in the way that um I was making fun of people for being excited about tails at the end of the Sonic movie. I was legit like, ooh, ooh what is this? What is this gonna be? Yeah, because I could go watch Spider Man whenever I want. Why do I need to see him at the end of this movie? Um, but. I don't know. The implications to me are reminiscent, and this is a bold comparison, especially for how let down I was, but reminiscent of Evan Peters in WandaVision. Oh, I, where, I get that. I get, uh, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw that, and it's like, oh, what does this mean? They're like, oh, they're doing this stuff, and it's like, and I saw this, and part of me had that same thing, like, oh, what does this mean? They're so, like, I mean, obviously... They they have to capitalize on this in some way. Mm-hmm. They're going so I know I won't be as disappointed. I geez they they would be really weird if they did not do something. Right. But um, there's obviously going to be something. But more so than that, just like okay, he obviously has some feelings towards Spider Man or Talon. So part of me is like, is this Venom supposed to be the Venom from the Raimi verse? That's why he has an established relationship. Like he knows who Spider Man is. I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's the part that makes the littlest of sense. Because if the universes are kind of colliding, then it makes sense that, oh, Green Goblin comes in, he knows Spider-Man from his own universe, and it's going to go try to get him, right? Yeah. But but Venom, if he's from this universe, has no knowledge of Spider-Man. I don't think that uh, this could possibly be the Raimi versus Venom. Um, one, he's not the guy from that 70s show, um, but, oh, uh, in it, it's not Toe for Grace, and I don't think, I think people hated that version of Venom so much that if you even tried to touch it again, people would just automatically revolt, um, but I think you're starting to get a little too confusing as, like, like, one of the things I found really interesting about the MCU Spider-Man is that the da- Daily Bugle is, like, treated they call it a controversial news outlet like it's like one of those like alt-right media things uh which is an interesting take on it but there's a very firmly established daily bugle in the raimi verse with eddie brock and i think that if you're gonna try to tangle that stuff up you're you really have to get gonna get into the territory of eh, it's just magic whatever who cares and i don't want i don't want the mcu to start getting into who cares territory and i feel like nobody wants that so yeah I, the the who cares I, I don't i'm not there obviously like i said i just was into this but with all the wackiness going on it feels like that's a risk but more so or maybe not more so but in a weird way like do i want venom in the mcu like we just talked about how this movie's a mess <laughs> do, do i want this crazy mess of a thing like just mucking up everything in the MCU. Well, think of it this way. Think of it this way. Venom is not in the MCU. The MCU is now in Venom. 
Mm. Well, as of this moment, you're right. There's no Venom in MCU. There's only MCU and Venom at this point. Um, Well, Sean, to clarify, when you said you don't know if you want the mess that is Venom in the MCU, I tentatively agree. But when you say the mess, do you mean the character they created? Well, yeah, I mean... Or more... Well, right, because more the brand, yeah. more the more the more what the Venom brand is, the two movies, the franchise of Venom that it is so far, is just a silly mess of a franchise. Like there's enjoyable parts, and you could like it, and that's great. But I don't think anyone's going to claim it's like a it's as you know tight a ship as anything in the MCU, or at least the most of the MCU at the very least. Um, and and maybe if it's just the character, that's fine. But even the character is a mess. Like, how is this character... I don't know. Maybe with, you know, in the MCU style and the writing and the interactions, it's it'll be even better. It'll be, like, highlight the stuff we like about Tom Hardy's performance and stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because... Right. Because if it's in who's making it, right? The yeah. hands of yeah. what production... That to me would really determine because if you're if you're trying to say like the weird way that they have the the Brock character interacting with the Venom character like together and all that stuff that yeah I could maybe see an argument where like that's a hard fit into the MCU but I I don't know I think it's goofy enough to fit in with the, the goofiness that already exists in the MCU when handled with the the careful hands that we've seen in the MCU. Yeah, it kind of I kind of think back to phase 1 of MCU when um most of those movies were not under one like firm leadership. Yeah. Um and and the most the most crossover we had in phase 1 uh at least at the beginning was um you know post-credit scenes. And specifically the vo- those first two movies that came out, Iron Man and Incredible Hulk. Like I I remember reading if I'm not correct if I'm not mistaken that the after the credit scene in Incredible Hulk was completely an afterthought. It wasn't planned. They're like, "Oh, Iron yeah, Man." Sounds familiar. Yeah, Iron Man was super popular, and so let's just have Iron Man show up in the credits, and you know, we'll make sense of it later. Um, and we look back on it, and like Incredible Hulk. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a good movie. It's 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 not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have taken it, and they have taken its lore, and they have found its place within the greater story. And I'm fine with it now it's yeah, okay yeah I, 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 yeah I, I i don't have to rewatch it and i mean there are mca movies that i rewatch more than i rewatch other ones and that's fine i guess but Matt, you but did have to rewatch it i i mean i didn't though i chose to <laughs> i i chose to because i so i told my mother-in-law we should skip incredible hulk because it's the second one in the series and it's going to make you not want to watch anymore so i skipped it and in doing so, I rewatched it on my own just to make sure that there is nothing that, like, that it is not essential viewing. Mm-hmm. And I deemed that it isn't. Um, which is why I said when they started <laughs> bringing it up and other stuff, I'm like, no, don't make this essential viewing. Don't make me wrong in <laughs> retrospect. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the situation also helps that they are different universes. So, you know. Well, I don't, that, I mean, that's what I was going to say is that it's a little different because they're kind of the same. Like, I guess what I'm saying is like all the characters in the MCU are now a tool that they could use whenever they want in things like what if, or whatever, 
But mm-hmm. is this like now Venom is permanently part of the MCU and there he's going to be hanging out with the pals? Is he going to be the like it'd be cool if he's a Dark Avenger, whatever, you know, whatever that is going to be with um, the Contessa. And like that makes sense. That would be cool. But is, but yeah. is he is it just this film? Yeah, I think that's the bigger question that I'm more concerned with is like, is this a precedent, you know, precedent for them to be entering into those Mm-hmm. crossing universes outside of just the one-off i mean we um, just don't know we, we don't. just don't know we're just but, gonna have to wait but what no if... let's speculate wildly now i mean I we not. do have a podcast oh okay then i guess we, i guess this so. is why but, god I mean, created podcasts i mean yeah i know but like what else is there to say about it though no it, i yeah it, it's you, gonna you, it's gonna yes. happen or it's not and if it happens we're just gonna have to wait to see if it's good well uh, and kind of uh, on top of that, too. So, and this is kind of an issue I've had. We talked about it in our first Venom episode, which you should not go listen to. Is um, that does Venom work alone? Does Venom work without Spider-Man? Now we're gonna see. Like they've built up this character as a hero in the Venom franchise. Like I guess he's kind right. of obnoxious and edgy, but he's not a bad guy, right? Like he's not a jerk. He's he's not an well, evil person. How they is make he a point be to a- say. What do they call him? They call him the lethal protector? Protector. He's a lethal protector. I mean, you could just go the Batman, Superman route and say, okay, Spider-Man says no killing, and Venom says killing, and there you go. They're, they're, they're opposed. There you go. They're enemies. Well, I don't think Superman kills either. Yeah, he that's generally what, doesn't. That's what I, no, that's what I mean, is that, oh. is that, well, okay, whatever. Bad example. But I'm just saying, maybe, maybe that's... Maybe that's their 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 thing that they're. they're Maybe, but I mean, I see what you're saying, and that's interesting. I just don't think the films have set that up. One, he like kills two people, and they're both awful. And two, Spider-Man has killed people in MCU, so I don't like. I know they might be aliens or something, but all of the Avengers have killed people at this point. Okay, that's true. You're right, but I mean. I could still see Peter Parker being like, you, you can't just run around and eat eat criminals. You gotta you gotta give them to to the police, and maybe I mean, Venom but, can yeah. call him out on it and be like, "Well, didn't you kill a bunch of aliens or whatever?" And I don't know. There's plenty of things they could do with this. Sure, I, I mean, I know they have things to do. I'm just like, I guess what I'm saying is this seems to exacerbate some of the issues I had with Venom as a, this character, and now it's coming full to the forefront. In that they're now like smashing him into the MCU, and I don't know what the like. It, it it just feels like the natural conflict that we want from the Venom Spider-Man thing that is established in the comics of their mm-hmm. rivalry and what that relationship is. That relationship does not exist. So why do we like? What is it going to be like? Tom Holland doesn't care. Who are you? You're just another rando alien thing. Well, that's how it could start. I guess, Tom yeah. Holland's like, oh, golly gee, another bad guy. <laughs> Gotta go get the other bad guy. And then Venom is... Tom Hardy's like, no, Spider-Man, I'm I'm a Venom. There's a Venom in me, and we're not bad, and they gotta... You know team what up. I mean? Yeah, maybe they we'll gotta, team t- They gotta figure out... They gotta well, figure out their differences, and then they gotta... It's Look, it, it's Batman versus Superman, okay? 
They're bad guys, <laughs> and then they fight, and then a bigger bad guy shows up, and they have to... They Which have is to normally win. Carnage, but they blew that, or the little, like... You're gonna tell me they can't find another... Look, there's Blue Venom. We have Blue Venom now. <laughs> yeah, can't bring that guy in, too. Blue Venom, um, or who, or this, literally any other Marvel bad guy that you want. Yeah, you're right, that's fair. Uh, I'll say this new Spider-Man, like... Man, it's stacking up to be a monster. I, I mm-hmm. love all the Spider-Man so far, and I... I'm not saying I have any doubts, but that was, uh, I think that was the, that was the downfall. I think of Raimi's Spider-Man three is yeah, not any one much. thing. They bit off too much and it wasn't needed. And it just feels like, man, they're throwing a lot of stuff at this film. Let me yes. ask you. So actually sort of a little bit of a side at the end of the film of Venom Two, the carnage that will be, um, does, does uh, Brock give Venom license to chomp people's heads off now? Or no. no, just the one, just just Cletus. So just every once in a while is the agreement. I'm not sure I what think. the resolution they. Yeah, agreed. I don't know. There's w- not what really was the any. resolution of the movie? I wasn't sure on that. <laughs> Which know. is kind of a problem, I think. <laughs> no, it's an issue. They live on a beach in Mexico now. Yes. And also, they're on their honeymoon. Also, add another, add another like point Shrek. to covers that I hate on movies. At least it's not a slow, uh, like an acoustic version on trailers, but mm-hmm. it still gets a point. Because um, okay, so that's we don't understand that, and that's its own problem. But in connection to Spider-Man, if that agreement wasn't reached and Brock is still withholding the head chomping, then Venom's a good guy. I mean, he's essentially yeah. just a straight up, pretty straight laced good guy. So. If, for the conflict to exist, yeah, I see where Sean's saying is that yeah, Venom's not, he's not even a bad guy at this point. So exactly. the conflict has to be, I mean, maybe their mothers share the same name. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. Uh, but, uh, well, we're joking, but what, like, how far are we away from a Marvel DC crossover? They did that in the comics. That was a thing. Like, Oh, I think we're a long way away. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, it sounds silly, but I honestly, that, that that's what I'm saying is like, we're at the stage now where like, what, what are they going to do to keep impressing us and quote unquote impressing us? Like, how are they going to, like, I could see, so, he, I mean, I know you, Sean, you're talking about like true canon crossover, but I could almost see it as like a. Into the Spider Verse, hand it off to like another, like an animation studio or like a, a different production oh, sure. company, mm-hmm. and both DC and Marvel say, "Yeah, let's do this." And they have consult. There's consulting that occurs to. Do I mean, even that would be pretty crazy if, like, if you think of the style of the DC animated films, which are, you know, mm-hmm. not even arguably they're just better than the actual DCU, um, which are all great. And then if you think of like the amount of <clears throat> production and stuff they're throwing into what if and you know what i mean like yeah what if there's just like a what if where they get both right. you know <laughs> production crews in and and they mix the dc and marvel like i guess, I guess it's not that big a deal but part of me thinks like that's kind of crazy and fun maybe yeah i mean now that like i mean fandom is in full swing more so than it ever has ever before um I mean, there's been there's a long history of like Batman fights aliens in yeah, exactly right like let, uh, let's X-Men freaking do this start start the X Men and TNG yeah and really this is only like a kind of 
basing this on like you know the history of comics right like yeah in the 19 what 30s everyone read comics it wasn't yeah. like a nerd thing or it wasn't like a weird thing like literally everyone read comics like something like 90 percent of the population read comics it was to the point where it sounds like i'm inflating it or i'm lying straight up because that sounds so ridiculous to think about look it up it wasn't and it was only because of like this one idiot like psychologist guy wrote some or i don't know i can't remember the whole well, thing it's what they based the and that's what they, that eventually turned into the Hayes code right and stuff it, exactly so anyway it and then you know parents and mothers were like oh we can't let kids read comics that's bad for them blah 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 and then that basically sent do- comics into like a dark age yeah um, and it's only um, now coming back to where it, it's not where like it should be or anything like that it's just yeah, people love fiction. People love comics. It's natural order of mankind. <laughs> exactly. These the cycle is doomed to repeat itself uh, over and over. Uh, also, mothers from the fifties sound a lot like Hollywood marketing execs. Um, they sure do. <laughs> <clears throat> um, well, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Really, there's not that we've said anything of substance, but there's not much more to say at a, about this. But it. Like I said, I don't know. It, it it just has me in a weird way excited, despite myself. Um, and we don't even have to wait that long. Spider Man's only like two months away or something like that. Yeah, I so, know. Pretty crazy. exciting. So, so who soon. knows? We'll we'll find out soon what happens with these crazy kids. Um, soon enough. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's it for our Venom talk. Uh, if you want to hear more. Um, or if you have any questions or thoughts you want us to know about, then write us in and be like these these cool people who wrote in. Right? We have emails, right, Chewie? We have an, an email. An email. Be like this cool From our email listener. writer. All right. Yes. All right. So uh, this week's listener email, singular, comes from Aaron Ruiz. And if you've listened to our whole podcast, you'll know that guy. Um, so Aaron Writes, subject line, Shang-Chi's Tiger Themes. Hey, yum chunkies. It's your longtime listener, occasional guest, and first time writing in, Aaron. I've often thought about writing in to answer Sean's infamous question, and one of my favorite parts of the cast. What is this movie about slash trying to say? Most of the time, I tend to just agree with y'all with minor variances here or there. This time, however, I have a different take. So here it is. To me... The movie is not about destiny, fate, and the struggles against it, but the expectations of family and balance. It's not a coincidence that Marvel chose this type of story with Shang-Chi. A common experience for first-generation children of immigrants are the expectations placed upon them by their parents. The way Aquafina's family is badgering them about getting married, finding better jobs, etc. These are fairly traditional expectations. With Shang's family, we see a different set of family expectations. First, his father has the expectation that Shang could be a killer like himself, but Shang struggles and flees. Shang has expectation, he has the expectation that his sister is helpless and in danger only to learn otherwise upon arriving in China. Then, when he's confronted with his family again, he's forced to re-examine himself. He learns of Ta Lo, who his mother was, gets some dragon bubbles, and then bam, balance. Well, just about. He then learns Tai Chi from his aunt, There is a more go-with-the-flow, counter- and defense-based style. This is contrary to the styles he learns from his father, like Shaolin or Wing Chun, which are far more offensive styles in martial arts. 
It's only when balancing these two styles is he able to defeat his father, acquire the power of the rings, and blow up a big soul-sucker demon. It's in this balance that Shang is able to accept all parts of himself and complete his hero's journey. Anyway, that's what I got from this one. Thanks for making me think about movies. Also, Quentin wants you to know the cast is one of his thing's favorite things to nap to. <laughs> P.S. Here's a little chunk for you. Maybe the bad guy at the end reminded you so much of Dormammu because it was. They kept using terms like dark and dimension, never quite in that order, but it got me thinking. Are they just setting up for another Avengers-level threat, or at least a Shang-Chi and Doctor Strange crossover? Aaron. And there you go. What do y'all think? Um, yeah, the the crossover thing, I mean, there there's a little bit of a crossover with, uh, what's his name, in Shang-Chi. Wong. Wong is there yeah, for no reason. There. So um, it, that actually, in my mind, kind of gives credibility to that yes. idea because it's like, yo, he's a Shang-Chi character too, yeah. and that's important. We couldn't figure out any other way of connecting these movies right now because it's not important, but just... And- just don't forget. It, it, it does feel like there's a lot of shared, not, uh, even, you know, um, just like some of the look of the film. Like it was, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Doctor Strange, I think, it, um, in a lot of ways. Uh, so, yeah, that yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you know, more of a crossover there. May, who knows? Maybe there'll be a Shang-Chi and Spider-Man as well. There's Just throw more guys in Spider-Man. Put a couple just of rings in every there. guy. Just put, just them put them a couple Spider-Man. of those rings. They could show up. Um, Dabble them in there. Just... Dribble them dribble in. On. Just kind of like that. Dribble, dribble like them that. on. Just sprinkle them in. That's the word it. I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, but I think Aaron's... Uh, I like the his take on the family and the expectations. That that was... I like that. That was good. I really like this analysis because I, we spent a lot of time talking about the language of martial arts. Yes. And how... we For us, we couldn't quite... Like, maybe put the pieces of that together... It seemed like, you know, mm-hmm. listening to that conversation again, we kind of struggled with how, like, oh, the movie didn't really... But it's... I think I think maybe Aaron is is, is kind of hit upon it. I think this is what what it is here. Yeah, kind of, I definitely appreciate that. And I think, I think there's some truth. <clears throat> yeah, I think he's right in terms of, like, the balance between those... Like, obviously, I don't know martial arts, you know, and the different styles, but I could tell, like, I think we, we mentioned this, how, like, oh, there's a language here with the martial arts that I don't fully understand, but I like, and I really mm-hmm. wanted more mm-hmm. of that stuff. So that's great. I still am not quite sure. Um, th- I guess what I'm saying, if, if this is all the case, or about the balance of family and those expectations and the different styles in, in balance, I still don't know if it really, um, in my, you know, eyes, fully... Uh, what's the right word comes together at the end for me, for him. Um, Mm. It, it just didn't seem to be, be, again, because we talked about this, it it wasn't, it didn't seem to be so focused on the martial arts at the end. There was just him falling in water and a dragon revived him. Like it it didn't seem to be about him coming to a realization or if it was, it wasn't, um, it wasn't portrayed in a way that I, I There's saw a lot of distraction. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of distractions getting in the way. Yeah. It, it, it needed to push that theme more forward towards the yeah. forefront so that we could focus on it more, and it needed to give, give it a little bit more weight, I think. But, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I but I but I definitely appreciate that um, kind of different take. Yeah, and being slightly different than just like fate and kind of free will, but uh, the the slight kind of realignment to what you're saying, Aaron, about it being uh, expectations of family and and your own path. I, I like that. I like that more than yeah, what you're saying. We were talking about so, um, and um sleep tight when he's not the only one that naps to us so you know it's yeah. <laughs> i think airline pilots when they need to catch a z over those cross-country flights they'll turn us me, on me when i'm uh, on my way to work yes oh no <laughs> oh no wait <laughs> it's fine it's been fine so far <laughs> what could happen uh, well but uh thanks for writing aaron yeah awesome and very much appreciate the different perspective it's always good to know, to tell us we're wrong, listeners. Write us in and tell us how wrong we are with anything. Uh, yumchunks at gmail.com. Thank you. Tell us. Yeah. Do us. Do it. Tell us why. What did we talk about this week? Oh, right. <laughs> Venom and a little bit of carnage. Uh, uh, yeah. Tell us. Tell me. <laughs> Venom tell, a little bit of carnage. <laughs> tell me why I shouldn't have liked it and tell Ryan and Sean why they should have in the yeah. same email. The funny thing is, I think our opinions of this movie are like identical, mm-hmm. and, but but you like it and we maybe not so much. But I like I said, yeah, I'm totally <laughs> we, fine we, with that. We and pretty much I, all yes, agreed on every point. So yes, <laughs> while still taking different stances on whether we enjoyed it. Uh, will Will you enjoy it, listeners? I don't know. That's a good. That, you want us Did to you answer and it? give us recommendation? Give you recommendations? <laughs> Come to the wrong podcast, buddy. Tell us what you thought of Venom and the Carnage, the Legend of the Carnage, and um, and and then we'll find out. Because yeah, I I don't think I've talked to anyone else about this movie than you, other than you guys. So yeah, uh, I would love well, to hear the other thing opinions. too is that because the spoiler is so unique, or the post credit scene, so I can't even like. I want people, more people, to go watch it so I could talk to them about it. But I kind of yeah. don't want to get too. Ex- I can't like say, "Oh, you gotta stay for the post credit scene" because that'll kind of give it away. Like, right? Yeah. So, right. I have yeah. to like weirdly try to get them to see it while also telling them, like, "Eh, you know, it's just carnage." But yeah, you should go see it. <laughs> well, what you have to do is lie to them and tell them that the yes. movie is actually really good. Yeah, that's exactly. So that when they're sitting through it, they're questioning our taste and everything. Yes. Okay. And then they walk out before the post credits. But then they get so upset and don't even stay for the post credit scene. And then you're just in even a worse pickle. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Um, well, listeners, stay tuned for our next episode, which should be coming soon. Is our probably going to be our Marvel's What If Part Two? Yes. Get- as of this recording, the series season finale airs tomorrow. Um, also. Uh, the new the new and final entry in the Daniel Craig James yes. Bond movie comes out soon, so we'll probably maybe possibly want to tackle that at some point. It's uh, been a while since the last one, so that's another franchise where they didn't need to put James Bond colon, you know, the spy who loved me. James Bond colon. And they could have done it with that franchise. And it would make mm. perfect sense. Yeah. Well Wait, is it's it funny. not uh starting with double O seven? No, not all the movies are. Some are just like, you know, Octopussy or, you know, Moonraker or uh, whatever. That's okay. Uh, It's tradition, I feel like, with that one. Oh, my gosh. Naomi Harris is in that movie, too. Oh. 
she's everywhere. Oh, she, was wasn't she also like the sea goddess in one of the pirates movies or something? Oh, wasn't that her? Calypso. Yeah, wasn't that was that her? That was her. Who was with Johnny Depp? Who is in not in the new Fantastic? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Night. Thanks for listening. Bye. This has been After the Credits. A Young Chunks podcast.